Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme. Now today I'm going to talk about some lessons that I have learned this week through some circumstances, some uncomfortable, some quite challenging at the time and I'm also going to review the second month's worth of wisdom from Leo Tolstoy because this stuff is absolutely amazing. So I'm going to get straight into it and I absolutely guarantee, no questions asked, that in this episode there will be some wisdom from somebody else, certainly not from me, I'm just passing it on to you, that you can learn, you can take into your coaching, your management, your leadership and your own projects and make some profit from it no matter what that type of profit is whether that's relationships or that's improvement in performance or whatever it is for you personally or the people that you work with so here we go I read an amazing story and again I'm going to credit Brian Johnson with highlighting this most people know about the statue of David probably one of if not the most famous marble statues in existence apparently it's 17 feet high and it's obviously world famous and a visitor attraction for millions and millions of people and one of the iconic creations that has put Michelangelo as one of history's greatest creators in his own field what's the learning in this well as coaches as people who are influencers and as people who work with other people and try to get the best out of teams and try and create results through and for other people. Here are the lessons from Michelangelo's David. It took Michelangelo two years to create or sculpt the statue. Two years of hard work. And as well as it taking two years, the marble that it was sculpted out of was rejected twice by two eminent sculptures who said that the piece of marble wasn't good enough to create a statue out of. So Michelangelo took some raw material that other people have rejected, had rejected and created something that has been as amazing and is as amazing as it actually is. How many times does that happen when you see as a leader, as a manager, as a coach, see something in somebody else or you see an opportunity or you see what can be created when other other people miss it? So don't miss those opportunities when you have a feeling, when you have a vision, when you see something that you think just because other people don't see it doesn't mean it exists. That may well be what distinguishes you and makes you stand out from the crowd. Michelangelo did not work in a perfect air-conditioned studio. 
his studio was outside in the wind, in the rain, open to the elements, creating his work of art. So here he is doing something that other people, eminent people said couldn't be done, working with reject material and working in a less than perfect environment. Does that sum up sometimes what it feels like when we are out there creating our own worlds, whether we are coaching, we are coaching in you know, driving rain, blowing wind with people, players who at that particular moment in time are well in the middle of their plateau and do not seem to be taking on board what it is we want to achieve. What's the lesson? The lesson is something along the lines of do what you can with what you have and do it where you are. And if you commit to the path, then something will change and something will come out of it. But nothing will be worthwhile created without a struggle. Great lesson. Thought it was wonderful and a great analogy for coaching. Now, I'm also a real ambassador for balancing the age of digitalization and internet because I honestly believe that a lot of our lives have now gone online and have created amazing time-saving things for us and, and have, we are facilitated to do amazing things online. But there's a downside to that, isn't there? And it's something that's not, not missed and it's certainly not missed by the media that actually being online for long periods of time, it has issues and, and a great book or two great books by Cal Newport, Deep Work, one which we've covered in the Leader Manager Coach podcast and his latest one, Digital Minimalism, talks about how digitalization, the internet and our social media platforms are fabulous, fabulous tools, but really, really dangerous masters. And, you know, I, I honestly believe that there's a lot of people out there, particularly the young, who are slaves to the digital world because these platforms are created they are created for profit they are created to give people and give us all hits of the feel-good hormones that we get when we get a response or we get a like or, or we or we post something good or we read something good and, and we are they are designed to attract us further and further and further down a rabbit hole and how many people have ever had the experience probably most of us to find that an hour and a half later we are doing something or interested in something that we never even started out to look for and actually we haven't achieved what it is we wanted to in the beginning so there's a a phrase that i heard a long time ago which was fomo f-o-m-o the fear of missing out you know a great human emotion that we we all have that or most of us have that especially when we're younger that fear of missing out oh what about me if i if i don't go there i might miss that if i don't put my hand up i might miss out what did he say i'm not sure but i'm going to go for it anyway because you know what is he saying i don't want to miss out that fear of missing out it's a natural human emotion but what about changing that slightly to jomo j-o-m-o the joy of missing out so that maybe we can actually turn the tables a little bit, aim to get our social media and our digitalization mastered and experience the joy of missing out when we actually spend time one-to-one -one with somebody, communicate directly with somebody, go and see somebody, write a letter to somebody, call somebody on the phone rather than 
maybe send a quick text message or a WhatsApp message or a, a, a Facebook message or whatever it is, or we spend time online. Maybe we can actually embrace life beyond digitalization so that we actually get our perspective correct or our perspective in a healthy a healthy ratio so we can actually use that. So maybe think about that one, the joy of missing out. Okay, lesson number three that I learned this week. How many of us experience fear in our lives? I think most people experience fear and I'm not particularly talking about the fear of something enormous. I'm probably talking about more about the fears that confront us every day that are probably lurking in the back of our minds, our subconscious that actually dictate how we live our lives. I can recognize that there are probably two to three phone calls that I haven't made in the past month to significant people that I really wish to connect with. And I've made excuses in my mind as to why I'm too busy or it's not the right time to connect with those people. Because when I look back and look look down inside myself and think about it, it's probably because I don't want to get rejected and I don't want to hear a no, or I don't want to actually have the discomfort of engaging with those people that I haven't engaged with before. There's a fear in there. And actually on the other side of the engagement with those individuals are probably real opportunities. And I've recognized that and I'm going to address that this coming week. And I read a quote by a guy called John Elliott who said that getting people to learn to live with the butterflies, you know, those butterflies that we say we have in our stomach, getting people to live with those butterflies is a key skill. And actually not only living with them, but embracing them and getting used to them, enjoying them and actually enjoying creating a positive response to those feelings so embracing those feelings of fear and recognizing that actually those feelings of fear mean we are highly likely on the right path and through that door where there's a crack of light lies the next part of the road of opportunity and I thought that was a great quote and it's a big reminder for us to 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 ourselves and to the people that we work with to actually help them to develop those strategies to get through that fear. Okay, last weekend gave me lesson number four and we were playing a an academy football match against another professional academy and without being too brutal about it, the opposition were flouting the rules and... They were playing unfairly. They were pushing the boundaries far beyond what you'd expect in this arena. And this was allowed to continue for a short while, just in case it was a blip. But as it became apparent that it wasn't a blip, the person in charge was communicated with by myself and another coach and a senior member of staff. And the response of the opposition the opposition team, their coach was, it's not interested. I will not engage in this conversation to produce a positive outcome. I am happy for my team to continue to play as they are. And anyway, it's all your fault because of X, Y, and Z. Now, despite the fact that emotionally that was quite a challenge at the time, for me, the learning was that that person demonstrated a lack of 
self-efficacy, if you like, a lack of willingness to, to look inside and reflect and actually say, well, maybe there is something that I've missed. Maybe there's something I'm doing wrong. Maybe there's something I could do better. And the learning I've taken from that is, well, how powerful a lesson that is for all of us to actually be humble and take stock of ourselves. And funnily enough, when I, when I, when I had experienced that, I read about Abraham Lincoln and how the great American president suffered and struggled and through his journey demonstrated time after time after time an absolutely phenomenal ability to respond to his failures, if I can use that word, and how he constantly almost took stock of himself, gazed and soberly scrutinized his positions and his thought processes and his actions and became depressed when he realized his own shortcomings, but came through those thought processes, came through those depressions and actually stuck at his task, recognized his own shortcomings, worked tirelessly to overcome them and settle down to that without complaining. And obviously the rest is history that it became one of the, the most celebrated American citizens of all time. And, you know, the lesson in that is we should all scrutinize ourselves. We should be kind to ourselves and we should give ourselves a little bit of leeway. But in that leeway, we should recognize that we can always improve. And if we can improve incrementally and do our best in the given moment and analyze that and think, how could I do better next time? I think we're all beyond the the right path to a, a brighter future as a society, as a universe, or whatever you want to call it. So those are the four lessons that, that I, um, I, uh, I've learned this week, and I, and I hope something in there resonates with you. I hope you can find something. That, there's some great stuff on Brian Johnson's Entheos website. Can't recommend enough Cal Newport's books, Digital Minimal, Minimalism and Deep Work. Okay, so on to the, really quickly, I'll rattle through this. I'm reading a phenomenal book, is a translation of work by Leo Tolstoy. And just how I've said it before in the first one of this, this series, so this is the second one in the series, it's the second month's worth of quotes from Leo Tolstoy, this phenomenal Russian who's, who studied so much, so much wisdom and, and, and philosophy. And there's about 10 or 15 lessons I'm just going to rattle through and which are so pertinent, are so relevant to leadership and are so relevant to leading other people and to helping ourselves be be better individuals and, and, you know, influencers and people who can be trusted to lead people and show them the the right way, if you like, or the best way. And Dan Abrahams talks about this in, in, his, in, in one or two of his um, posts this week on, on LinkedIn. Dan talks about coaching always, always, always being psychological and social. No matter what it is you do, whether it's a technical practice, a tactical practice, there is always that psychological and social element to it and he's talking about it being an internal job so if you're trying to get somebody a player an athlete one of your business people's one of your team to do something yes you might want them to do a physical task but actually it all starts with their internal mindset and if we have that facet to our thinking that we actually i need to affect positively this person's internal mechanisms then i think we'll all be able to see 
to affect things in a, in a much better way. So rather than looking at the effect, let's try and look at the cause and look at that internal mindset when we are trying to influence people. Tolstoy reminds us constantly that we only have the present, we only have now, and the people we have to work with in the environment we have to work with and the raw material, just like Michelangelo, the stuff that we have available is all we have and it's our job to do what we can with what we can now in, in, in this moment rather than complaining and waiting for better conditions to arrive. Remember that as a leader, as a coach, as a manager, you are probably going to have to sacrifice in order to get a result. And often the greatest sacrifices are the ones who get the greatest results. So if you think you're going to just rock up and everything's going to be hunky-dory and you're not going to have to sacrifice anything, whether that's time, or whether that's you know, your own learning in terms of going home and learning and, and reviewing things and sacrificing time that way and studying and, and, and looking at how you can do things better. You probably aren't. So sacrifice at some level to achieve something great is almost a given. Always remember that failure, if we want to use that word, or challenges are part of the journey. Abraham Lincoln, we've just talked about him, who used those failures to absolutely scrutinize where he was and how he could get better. They are part of the journey and we need to recognize that without them, we wouldn't know. We don't know that we don't know until we don't know. So the don't knowing and the recognizing we don't know is a fabulous part and a necessary part of the journey and the steps. Remember when we're dealing with ourselves, and this is Tolstoy, not me, I'm just passing on this information. Remember, we need to be kind. Yes, we need to be strong. Yes, we need to stay on the path. Yes, we need to have discipline, but we need to be kind. We need to be kind with our words and we need to be kind with, with how we present ourselves so that we get the most you know, out of everybody that we're, we're dealing with. Remember humility. You know, nobody likes to be around somebody who has got an ego bigger than a house, who dominates and who puts people in situations and always turns the focus upon themselves. Remember to be humble and remember that it's not about knowing everything. It's about doing your best in the moment. And let's look at not who gets the glory, but the long term effects and, and what's the best outcome rather than who gets the glory. Remember to always, always, always try and align what you say with what you are. It's no good saying one thing if you do another. You know, the old adage of do what I say, but not what I do. It doesn't really work. Kids will follow what their parents say. Um, players will follow what their coaches do. And athletes will follow, again, what their coaches do. And, and, and people in an organization, the culture comes from the top. So if your leader is saying something, doing something else, it's highly unlikely that the people will follow what they say. You know, what you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you say. So let's constantly work on getting that alignment and our words and our actions in parallel. Along with that, you know, here's a big one because this week I caught myself telling a white lie in terms of, I thought, well, you know, what I say here doesn't doesn't actually matter. And if I just tell it this way and and say it like this it's not actually a lie it's just presenting it in the best possible light and afterwards i thought you know what? i wasn't really comfortable about that i think that person probably is is you know who am i to say that they're not old enough and wise enough to understand 
what my words are. So, you know, always, always, always speak the truth and um, let the consequences take care of themselves. I don't know about you, but uh, I believe that the truth will always come out. And um, that that's something that's a hard lesson. It's a hard lesson and it's not easy to do, is it? It's not easy to do. Along with that comes the the great lesson of simplicity. Tolstoy implores us to be simple in our lives. You know, we all have lots to do. The more successful kind of you become, you may become busy, 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 and it becomes complicated and, and, and there's lots of people to communicate with and things take over and it's easy to get into that state. I think simplicity is genius. And if we can constantly have that at the back of our minds to speak simply, to communicate simply and to act simply and to live as simple lives as possible, then it's a great principle. And it's something that everybody recognizes. Tolstoy implores us, and this is amazing considering it was, you know, so many years ago, don't get influenced by sound bites. You know, this, this, in this era of digitalization, you go online, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, whatever social media platforms there are, there are sound bites all over the place on TV, on the radio, whatever it is, there's always that one liner. There's always that, yeah, this is the answer. This is the correct way. Bang, bang, bang. Simple, simple, simple binary solutions to complex problems. Jordan Peterson alludes to it, you know, people spend years and years and years and years studying a certain specific subject because they are complex and the answers are not simple. Whether it's Brexit or the United States of America's political challenges or the world's political challenges. If it was that simple, you know, we could all solve it in one sweep but often things are not that simple and they take time and they take focus and they take collaboration. So, you know, don't be, Tolstoy says this years ago before the internet was even thought about, you know, don't be just simply influenced by simple sound bites. Make sure you do your own due diligence, you follow your own conscience and you look into things yourself to see what the possible solutions are, what the best path is and do what you feel is right. Because, you know, the world will influence you if you let it. You know what they say? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's it. Those are the lessons this week that um, that the four lessons that, that I personally was subjected to and the great stuff that Leo Tolstoy talks about in his, in his wonderful book. Okay, so hope there's something in that for you. Please, please, please follow up and, and, and take deep deep dives into it. You know, I'm just passing this, this information on that maybe you can get one thing out of it that will help your leadership, will help your management or your coaching and uh, help you get to uh, where it is that you want to go. If you want to catch up, it's www.robrails.co.uk, Facebook or Twitter. Let me know what you think. As always, great to have you. Do appreciate your time. Catch you later. Bye-bye.